and welcome back to Showing Up Whole, the place where we discuss balance in mind, body, heart, and spirit in every aspect of our lives. And today we are talking about one of the more physical aspects of our lives, especially as a woman, you will want to learn more about your pelvic floor. And I am here with my guest, Julie Demers, who is an experienced holistic pelvic floor therapist. She's on a mission to stop the silent struggle. Many women experience with pelvic floor symptoms like urine leaks or organ descent that can affect everyday activities, even intimacy. She's the creator of the holistic program, Pelvic Floor Simplified, to help women regain lasting control by reconnecting with their bodies with simple daily actions. We are diving into all things pelvic floor, including the energetic symptoms or reactions about pelvic floor and how this affects our everyday lives. We are here with Julie. Hi, Julie. It's great to have you here. Hi, thank you for having me. I have to say, did I pronounce your last name correctly? Yes, you did. Okay, good. (laughs) There you go. I pronounced it correctly. It's lovely to have you here. Thank you so much for coming on the show. I am intrigued by this conversation. I don't get to have very many conversations about physical body things. And, And the pelvic floor is something that, like you said before we came on, is so often not talked about. It is hidden away. And there can be shame and all kinds of different energetic things that come from it. So talk to me about pelvic floor. (laughs) <laughs> what what do you like to dive into? What is the pelvic floor? Maybe we should start there. Yes, I think that's where we should start. Let's yes. start there. <laughs> because many women don't know about what it is. Mm-hmm. And the pelvic floor is a group of muscles that are at the bottom of your pelvis. So they are the muscles that are under, you know, inside your vulva. Those are the muscles that will prevent you from having urine leaks. Um, and that also has to relax in order for you to void when you're on the toilet. They are also very important when you have, um, intimacy with your partner uh, because they are responsible for orgasm. Um, And since they are at the bottom of your pelvis, they are also part of your support system. So they support your organs and work with your abdominals and your back muscles to, uh, they are part of your core muscles. So they help with your posture. So you understand that they are very important. They are very small. You can understand they are small, but they are very important. So it's important that we talk about it. So it's like Having me today. It, it's very important <laughs> to talk about. And it, I always find it interesting whenever someone mentions posture, you know, as soon as someone says, Well, they help with your posture, I don't know if everyone else listening to this, but then I immediately start sitting up straight. <laughs> and so, and it's always interesting when people talk about pelvic floor, you automatically go back to your Kegels or something where you're like starting to it, remind yourself what you're actually talking about. And, and I think it is important to. Well, I'm always one about making sure that we talk about the untalked about. You know, there are things that for some reason we 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 just don't discuss and that can lead from a lot of shame or of a lot of different past uh, experiences through generations and generations and generations. So what, and I want to actually add in this too, because I find this so fascinating um, when you mentioned that they are the support muscles, one thing that always keeps kind of showing up for me is we are a, a, a society that sit down a lot. 
And therefore, then we aren't necessarily being as supported. We're supported by our chairs, not necessarily by our muscles. Is that something that you actually are looking at too with that? Am I right in thinking that? Okay. You are so right. And And we don't sit in a way that our pelvic floor is in a position to support us either. We oftentimes are like a little bit laid back, so sitting like on a tailbone. Mm -hmm. And what happens when we do that, our pelvic floor is not under anymore, so it cannot work as our support with our other muscles. So it's really important to notice those little signs that we don't know about often. Um, But when we do that, we we're not helping our body, you know, to work as it was meant to be. Um, so, yeah, so since we are working, so we, we are working seated, we are seated when we are relaxing, watching yep. TV or in our car, uh, we're orf- often seated on our tailbone and this can give a lot of problems. So I am talking about the pelvic floor, but also when I was treating back pain, I would always correct the way that people sit because it has a big impact on the way your body functions. That's amazing. Uh, I want to, just for anyone listening in, and all of a sudden might be kind of like, why is Christina suddenly talking about pelvic floor? And why are we all of a sudden talking about these things? The fascinating, one thing that we kind of started touching based on just before we dived in, clicked record was that there is actually energetic principles behind the pelvic floor. The the pelvic floor actually does sit, it's part of your root chakra and then your core, which of course is being supported by your pelvic floor is also part of your sacral chakra. So that really is a sense of, it's your space of security. It's it's your space of grounding. It's your space of, of being fully present in your human body, in your human form. And your sacral chakra is all about the balance between your energetic self and your physical self. So, so there's a deep sense of being in your body. And, and I, I know that you are passionate about helping people get to know their body and listen to their body and trust their body. So, so that it blends together. And I just want to make sure that listeners know that that's why we're having this conversation today, because when you actually do understand how your pelvic floor works, you can then actually ground yourself in a far deeper way. You can be in your body more. You can be in a more present state of yourself. And, and so there's, they're all working together. So Julie and I actually talked about that. We're going to kind of bounce off of each other a little bit in this conversation. <laughs> yes. And if I can add a little bit, because I come from the physical realm, but I am very connected with, you know, all the spiritual aspect of the pelvic floor. I want to learn more about it. But when I was one-on-one with my clients, you know, there's emotions that, you know, because when you treat the pelvic floor, you also have to take care of the abdominals and, you know, your abdomen, your pelvic floor is something that holds a lot of emotions. So oftentimes when we would release it, there would be emotions coming up and, you know, the way that you feel will change the way that you stand, your posture will change and it will also change how your pelvic floor needs to react. So there's so many things, you know, when you work on the pelvic floor, it helps also on your mind, your emotions, but you can also do it backwards work on your emotions and your mind and then helps also how you breathe and how your pelvic floor will be impacted by that so that's also interesting how everything is connected i love that so much and i find it fascinating how there's such small muscles that we're talking about and yet they're so fundamental it's like a little key into a lock that actually opens up this new path to wholeness and and well-being and presence that's really really exciting okay So uh, lots of questions, lots of different things. What 
You know what? Let's actually just start. Okay, so we know what the pelvic floor is. Yes. How would you know if you needed to work on it? Uh, well, the pelvic floor has different ways of manifesting itself. I think that the most known one is having incontinence. So mm-hmm. peeing a little when you laughed, when you jump. Or on your trampoline. Um, the, and on the trampoline, you know, <laughs> yes. So, or, you know, not being able to hold when you have like an urgent urge to go to the restroom. Sometimes our pelvic floor needs to work hard. So those leaks are often what women will seek help for. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, the pelvic floor could also prevent you, if, if it's not strong enough, could prevent you from having orgasm because it's really the main responsible for orgasm. So, mm-hmm. well... You know, we have to be there in mind and spirit also, but the muscles that really, if we look only physically how it works, it's the pelvic floor that is responsible for that. Um, or having pain during intimacy also mm-hmm. um, is the pelvic floor oftentimes that is responsible because it is tense and we need to relax it. And you, and also just talking about this, we can understand how everything is, is impacted. You know, um, if you are stressed, then you will tense your body all over. So your pelvic floor will also react to that. So it's all connected. Um, well, that's really interesting because I always think of if you're having pelvic floor issues, then it's because they're not strong enough. But if they're tense, that sense that they're too tight. Yes. And yes, this is such a myth. You know, we were talking about kegels at the beginning yeah. of the of the show. And when people talk about pelvic floor, they think about kegels. And, you know, I love that people know about kegels. You know, it's a start. People know more about the pelvic floor. But it's not always too weak. And that is really <laughs> my main focus right now is to let people know that they need to reconnect with their body so they can understand what their their pelvic floor is, what messages it's sending them. Because oftentimes it might not be doing its job. So it seems weak, but it might be overworked because you're always sitting on your tailbone. So your pelvic floor has to hold a lot more weight. It puts a lot more weight on your pelvic floor when you do that. Um, so it seems weak, but you're asking little muscles to hold all your upper body weight, you know, by itself. So it doesn't make sense. So at, of course, when you are uh, sneezing afterwards, it won't be able to hold. Or um, so there, and your pelvic floor should work with your abdominals and your back muscles. And if they are not doing their job, well, maybe your pelvic floor is left alone doing everything by itself, and it cannot do its job, you know, without the help of your abdominals. So there's different things that you need to look at before you focus only and just point fingers at your pelvic floor. I often say your pelvic floor is the victim and it's not, <laughs> and yet we Poor often think floor. that it's not. Yes. <laughs> so sorry. Yes. Yes. So, so it's not always weak. Sometimes it's really overworked and when it's overworked, then it cannot do its job. So we need to relax it and make sure that the other muscles are doing their job so that our pelvic floor can do its function again. Um, so sometimes we don't even have to do kegels. And so for some women doing kegels like gives them pain. And the reason for that is that their pelvic floor is too tense and they need to relax and they need to know how. Yeah. Oh, wow. That's 
that's rather mind blowing, isn't it? Because we are given these simple things like, oh, make sure. I know even when I passed it on to my daughters, it's like, make sure, you know, you practice this. <laughs> and yet we do live in a generation where everyone's sitting down so much and we don't think about how we're actually sitting is how that's actually affecting that. So therefore then, oh, we're opening up a can of worms here. Where... <laughs> Where do we begin? So so where does that actually begin? How do you actually then know? I guess that's actually the thing. What are the indicators that you know whether your pelvic floor is too weak or whether it is overworked or whether it is tense? What are you looking for? Well, that that's a hard question. No, <laughs> because no. your body <laughs> your body is sending you a lot of messages. So we need to put everything together and know what's happening um so the way that i work with people because i work i now work online with people mm -hmm. and not in person so i teach them to listen so to their body so the thing that we listen to is our posture we look at our posture sitting but also standing because the way that our posture uh we're holding our body will put more or less pressure on our pelvic floor so the first thing is just to remove all those little things that we are doing without knowing that might give extra work to our pelvic floor, but also extra work to our back muscles, like extra work to our shoulder muscles. It uh, has impact on our whole body. You know, their posture has impact on our whole body. So mm -hmm. we need to remove all those little things. Um, so we're not going to know for sure where we start until we do all those little awareness and you know, awakening of our body. So, you know, how do you sit on the toilet? Um, are you in a hurry when you go to the restroom and bear down, you know, so, you know, everything goes faster and then you get up and you go back to your life? Or are you sitting and actually letting your bladder do its job of emptying itself and not pushing with your abdominals? So there's many different things that you need to address in order to, um, relieved all the pressure that's coming from upwards. So I would say that you should always assume that your pelvic floor might be overworking. It mm. might be weak. You might have to do kegels. But I would relieve your pelvic floor from the work that it has before. And then we can really address um, if it's weak or not. Because a lot of women are surprised that when you remove all those stressors around it, that their pelvic floor doesn't need any attention anymore. They only work on how they breathe and how they stand and they can do their activities. Oh. So it can be as simple as that, but not, not focusing only on the pelvic floor. Because as I said, it's often the victim. So we need to see what we're doing to it. Whoa, that's fascinating. That, that it's incredible. Um, what, I guess the thing that kind of comes to mind is, is like what you, going back to what you said originally, that, that there can be so much hesitation in talking about these things. And isn't that so sad when it can be something so simple that it yes. is, it, it's, 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 it's a simple shift over, um, with simple steps that can resolve it. And yet nobody's talking about it. Do you find that you, you work with a lot when you start working with a client that they are rather tight-lipped without talking about how they go to the bathroom? Hmm. 
Well, it depends. I think that when they start working with me, they're kind of ready to talk about it. But, yeah. you know, when I talk to the community, I see different responses because I am very passionate about it. So since I started working with women, you know, um, almost 13 years ago, um, because I had my own issues and when I... I was a physical therapist already. So when I learned more about the pelvic floor to treat myself and then treat others, and I, I just didn't want to, I didn't want to stop talking about it because one out of two women will have leaks at one point in their life. So that's a lot of people, you know, and all the women that, you know, one out of two will have leaks. Um, So I said, well, you know, it doesn't make sense to me that we're not talking about this and we're only managing it as if it was part of life. So, you know, oh, now you have a baby, you know, take some pads or do kegels. And if it doesn't work well, you know, it's life. And, you know, um, or around menopause, you know, but it's only ignoring. It's only ignoring. It's putting it under the carpet and trying to continue with your life. And we're good at that, women. We know Mm -hmm. we, we all do that. We try to manage and we take care of everybody. And then, you know you know, we manage what we can about ourselves, but we're not going deep into what is causing this. And um, when women take care of this, they often say, I should have done it before <laughs> because, you know, it wasn't that complicated. Yeah. But we're kind of stuck in the way of thinking that it's part of life. And I think the well, part of the reason is the fact that it's taboo. And it's taboo because, well... Uh, it has, you know, because of its localization, you know, yeah. it has an impact on orgasm, you know, it's down there, we don't see it, it's in a dark place that if you don't look for it, you won't see it, you know. <laughs> easy to ignore. <laughs> it's really easy to ignore. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. It's, it's, it's fascinating, though, how, well, actually, no, let, let me actually just, because I'm, I'm getting the sense of, of, of something, and I just want to kind of ask, if you don't take care of your pelvic floor, what what does that look like? Because it doesn't sound like it's just, you know, an occasional leak or so. It's also all your, I mean, it sounds like it's everything else in place as well. It's like the 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 bottom block of the Jenga. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's a nice way to put it. Sorry. Um, <laughs> I guess, you, can you know. That. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's just, you know, it often not gets better by itself. Um, so, you know, women start with, you know, small pads. And then, you know, once they get older in 15, 20 years, it's adult diapers if, if it's leaks. It can also give back pain. You know, I had um, I had a coach who told me, uh, you know, um, I do leaks sometimes, but it's really like unusual. So a couple of times per year, but each time I sneeze, you know, I throw my back off and I'm like, well, you know, your core muscles are not working together. So you have leaks because it adds pressure in your abdomen. For you, it goes in your back. For other people, the pressure goes into your pelvic floor and other pe- people, it goes into their abdomen. So it's different 
different symptoms, but what we really want is to have the system working together again. And often what happens is the pelvic floor is overworked and the rest of the other muscles are not doing their job. So we need to get them working together as a team again. So back pain, um, the little mom pooch, you know, the, the diastasis that mm -hmm. we can have, the two separation is also all affected by the pressure that is in your abdomen. So we need to learn how to manage that pressure by making our system working together. So you understand that when I help women with their pelvic floor, I don't really focus everything on the pelvic floor. I work with, you know, making the body work together and relearning to listen to our body to make sure that our pelvic floor is relieved mm -hmm. from the pressure and making every, everything working together. And I think the easiest, the easiest way to do it is really to reconnect with our breath because our, our diaphragm works really um, synergetically with our pelvic floor. So they move together. When you breathe in, your pelvic floor relaxes, and when you breathe out, your pelvic floor comes back up because it follows our diaphragm. So it's the easiest way to reconnect with our pelvic floor without even seeing it, touching it. It's just reconnecting with our breath. and. Yeah, I know I don't have to tell you how beneficial reconnecting with your breath is for Absolutely. your whole body, but it is also for your pelvic floor. It's a powerful time, and the way things have been just isn't working anymore. If you've been feeling disjointed, overwhelmed, or scattered, you're not alone. Many are feeling that there's a feeling of needing more. Something's missing. What this feeling tells you is that it's time to claim your inner self and step away from the stories you've been taught to follow. It's time to listen to your heart, to heal your hurts, and learn to lean into the universe having your back. It's time to take all of that self-help book knowledge and embody it, assimilate it, and make it your own. I'm Christina Fletcher, and as a spiritual alignment coach and energy healer, I can help you take spirituality off of the hobby shelf and into your everyday, sometimes messy, life so you can truly show up whole. Through coaching, courses, books, and more, I make sure you have practical tools to support you through these challenging times. To learn more, check out my website, spirituallyawareliving.com, where you'll find information on how I work, as well as a free guide to releasing the beliefs that have been holding you back. I look forward to connecting with you. Love and light. And just like anything else, as soon as we start talking about breathing deeper, we all start breathing deeper. <laughs> I'm listening to you talking about breathing deeper, and I'm going, oh, that's so interesting. It does actually... <laughs> That's amazing. That's amazing. Um, you had mentioned that often emotions and different things do come up because we do store things in the body. So you work online. Um, yes. And, and so therefore there's no, because I think this is also something else that, that people are trying to likely get their head wrapped around that, you know, I think we think, oh, well, if I was to see someone about talking about my pelvic floor, not am I going to have to talk about it, but also how close are we getting? <laughs> so you meet with people online. How, how do you work? What does that look like? Well, you know, I started my career with people being one-on-one -on -one with people mm -hmm. with COVID, everything transitioned online. And I, I, I like being online because it really empowers women. Uh, because what I do is I teach them about their vulva. I teach them about their pelvic floor. I teach them how 
to look at it. And if they don't want to look at it, I teach them a little bit how to feel it, how to feel the tension in their pelvic floor and in their abdominals. Because the way that I was doing it in person was really, well, first, I, I would always see how they are breathing. It was my first step is see how they are breathing because the way their diaphragm moves will impact the way their pelvic floor moves. So I would already have an idea of what I would see in their pelvic floor without seeing it. Um, so, and then I would work on the abdominal. So I'm really helping women reconnect to their body. So they, they listen to the signs their body is sending them and then they can address them one at a time. Because as I said, it's, it's not something that I can, I wouldn't never see, you know, a pelvic floor and say, okay, this is your problem because it's, it's a systemic problem. <laughs> not that it's a big problem, but all those little things and your little habits in your day will, you know, impact how your pelvic floor moves. So if I change the way you breathe, I will see your pelvic floor change the, you know, the way it moves also. So, um, so the way it works is that you learn to listen how you breathe, you learn to see how your posture is, and then you can correct your posture many times a day because you now know how you could, how you can change it. And then, you know, you release the tension that you have in your abdominals and in your pelvic floor, and then you reconnect with it and you can feel it moving during your activity. So that's, that's really the plan is to bring you awareness and then this awareness you never lose it once you learn how to connect with your body you'll never be unaware again you know you always know how to come back to this feeling of knowing while when you see someone it's easy to just let the person control and not really connect you know mm -hmm. how many times because when i was i was working i was kind of at the end of the line i was working with um complex pelvic pain people, patients, and um, they, um, they saw many physical therapists before me. So when I was asking them, you know, what did this physical therapist do with you? They didn't know because they were in a passive mode. You know, it was the therapist that was doing. So they weren't oh. connecting with their body. So I think the first step is really reconnecting to your body. Of course it is. This is the way you'll learn, you know, what your body needs. And, and then you can move forward because yeah. you're the best person to know yeah. what your body needs. You know, my hands are not magic. They, they do not. Well, well, I do feel things. No, I'm not, not going to say that. <laughs> but, you know, I need, I need the person to be fully present in order to help them. Um, and this is why when I started working on it, I didn't know how much I would be able to help people, but it has been amazing because people just getting back the being empowered and being able to connect with their body makes a huge difference. Yeah. A huge difference. Absolutely. Well, and something that I was talking about with someone else too, um, a coach online, and and we were talking about how when you're actually working with someone online, it's important to remember that you're in your own home, so there's a different level of comfort and vulnerability and openness. And you also know, I mean, for you, it must be that the, you see their regular habits. You can see the chair that they sit on. You can see the the different ways that they sit on their own sofa. You know, so I don't know if you dive into that, but that must be fascinating to actually see them in their own habitat. 
you know, you talk about posture and someone might walk into your, your office if you're seeing them in person. And as soon as you mention, well, let's look at your posture, as we illustrated, you're going to stand up taller <laughs> and it's not their natural posture. <laughs> well, well, that that wasn't something I would tell them, you know, they wouldn't know I was looking at their posture, but guess for sure, oh, I wouldn't get the right answer. You know, let's see how you breathe. No, no, you know. <laughs> no, no, no. Where attention goes, energy flows. And... <laughs> <laughs> things yes. will transform that that it, it, it's fascinating to me about how how simple this can be and the trans simple as far as once you figure out the changes to make and yet the transformations that occur what what were the transformations that you found when you actually worked through your own for myself you mean yeah or yes um well, I guess, you know, because I have different stories because I have three kids, so all my stories were different. I guess my, my first one was I I had more the mindset to continue with my life without with ignoring it. So I, I do get why women do that. You know, I I was playing ultimate frisbee and I just wanted to continue and manage, but I was seeing it was getting worse and I and then I said, well, I need to study this more and uh, get help. Um, but after my third child, you know, I was already a pelvic floor physical therapist. I was having leaks and I did my pelvic floor physical therapy. And I was still having leaks when I was sneezing. And I was very frustrated because I didn't want to be the pelvic floor that leaked. <laughs> we talked about this earlier. Yeah. But, you know, it didn't make sense to me. And I had to search deeper. And... I searched in more holistic avenues because, well, I was working with psychologists and they were working with mindfulness with clients that were seeing me for physical things. And it did change them. You know, I did see physical changes without me working on them. So mm -hmm. I was like, okay, I need to do this, you know, for myself. So I did yoga therapy and I have another approach that's called low pressure fitness, which is really more a global approach and works with the breath. Um, and well, first of all, I got rid of my symptoms, you know, my body got, got back control. So it, my body learned to work together again, because I really use this holistic approach and making the system work together. Um, but you know, the confidence, not having, not being scared of sneezing and being, you know, picking up my kids at school, you know, with all the other moms. Um, it just brings back power. And mm. um, do yes, you feel different in your body? Yes. Well, for sure, I I can breathe deeper. Another difference that I well that this happened in the past year. My doctor measured me. And I was a quarter inch taller. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> because I do low pressure fitness. So low pressure fitness really works with your posture and really moves you uh, upwards. Um, and there's also at 43 years old, I've grown a quarter inch. So, <laughs> and my doctor it was funny because she looked at my feet as if I was, you know, Standing on, on my tippy toes, toes or so. <laughs> and I, I could see she was very, you know, she didn't know she didn't understand what was hey, happening if you're not so expecting her, change then don't yes. measure <laughs> <laughs> well I think she was expecting change but on the yeah. other side um so that's interesting you know it was frustrating for my daughter that is but that was almost to the point of, uh, of being taller than me when I was growing with her um I love it. 
<laughs> but you know, all of this, when you change your posture and you can grow taller, uh, what happens is that your, your all your articulation moves better. So your shoulders move better um, and you breathe deeper. When you grow taller, your upper body holds itself and it's not always putting all its pressure on your pelvic floor. So if we are a little bit slumped, you know, the pressure has to go somewhere. It goes to your belly and your pelvic floor. If you can stand taller, then your your posture is holding it. And the the problem is a lot of people say, you know, I know how to stand, you know, taller. I cannot hold it. And this is where low pressure fitness really trains the inner muscles to make sure that everything holds long term. So that's what I I work with. But yes, it has multiple effects, you know, and on confidence, when you have a better posture, it really changes how you show up. Yep. And as I was, I was going to say that that's what's fascinating is it's, it's like what we talked about earlier, where, where these things work all together. And so if your posture, if you're standing with, with better posture, then your energy is going to flow a lot better. You're going to feel more present. You're going to feel more yourself. You're going to find where if you're slumped down and you're, you're, you're rounded shoulders, then, then you're feeling heavy. And in that heaviness, therefore, then your energetic and emotional state is going to be heavy. So, so it's a fascinating thing how to talk about these little tiny muscles, little tiny, tiny muscles <laughs> are, are so, uh, have such a profound um, effect on not just your posture, but over the whole aspect of yourself. Um, simply by the repercussions of helping and supporting them. That's, that's phenomenal. Um, It, it, it just seems, it's no wonder that you could just got so passionate about this topic that you could just talk about because it is something that doesn't get talked about. Out of curiosity, do you have any advice to women or men for that sake of, of how to become more comfortable in talking about it? Like when, when you have someone (laughs) who, well, if you have a client that is is a little bit tight lipped and doesn't want to explore, uh, how do you help them become more comfortable with this idea? That that's a question I, I've never been asked. This I think. Oops, sorry, you know I. Oh, it's all good. Uh, I have to think about it. Um, I think when I see people, I make them feel comfortable because for me, it's part of your body. And, you know, I believe so much that it has impact on many things. And oftentimes people have been living with their symptoms for a long time. So they are ready to take care of it. How to make them more comfortable talking about it? I guess it's really seeing it as as part of your body. Um, And you can you have to understand that even doctors have this taboo. Yeah. Um, My doctor, when I had my first baby, wasn't ready to talk about it. And when I started helping women and telling her, you you need to ask the questions, you know, if they are having problems so you can offer them solutions because they exist. Um, so like, but a lot of women don't want to talk about it. I'm like, oh, I, I think this is your taboo yeah. <laughs> and not really, you know, yeah, not Absolutely. necessarily other people's, you know, opinion. Um but yes, those muscles have such a big impact on 
on your daily life, you know, we go to the restroom. Um, well, the yeah. normal is seven to eight times a day. Uh, but, you know, when we cough, when we sneeze, if we want to play with our kids, it can have so many impacts. Um, Absolutely. One of my, my clients, you know, she was on the verge of divorce because she couldn't have intimacy with her husband. She had trouble staying seated at work because it gave her pain. Oh my and, goodness. you know, it was her life was kind of falling apart. She was on heavy meds because of the pain. And once we worked on her pelvic floor and for her, it was a lot of breathing and relaxing because she was so tense. And, you know, at the end, she stayed with her husband, her work, you know, she could sit at her work. She she had to take more breaks than other people, but still could manage to do her work. And, you know, she got off meds. So I could see the light in her eyes. Well, the first time I met her, she was so numb by the oh, medication. That you know, makes she wasn't your work. There. That's so rewarding. Yes. Absolutely. So it, it, I think it's really worth, you know, exploring, even though it seems like something that is like hard to talk about. I think it's worth taking care of it. Absolutely. That's brilliant. Well, I think after this conversation, everybody's going to be convinced about that. So where can everybody find out about your work? Let's make sure that they have that access. Well, I'll give you my website. On there, you can find multiple resources. So my Brilliant. website is my name, so www.juliedemers.com. And over there, there's a free training also that I teach the four simple steps to uh, regain control on your pelvic floor. So I, my objective is really to make it simple for women, because oftentimes when I talk about system and connecting with your system, it feels like it's a big thing, but there's really four simple steps that you can follow to make sure that you um, reconnect to your body and pelvic floor. So you can get that and you can also come and see me on social media. You can Amazing. find all the links on my website. Fantastic. Well, I, I'm going to check that out myself. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you so much for coming on. This is fascinating and absolutely amazing conversation. I appreciate you so much. Thank you. Thank you for having me.